talking so much about spiritual growth. And spiritual growth is not about praying more or more religious activities. No, we are talking about inward transformation. We are talking about spiritual, mental, em emotional, you know, synchronization of your reality with Christ. And when that happens, your awareness becomes very buoyant. The awareness of God and the way you respond to the sense of God becomes rich uh, because your subconscious and your conscious has finally, you know, embraced the reality and the substance of Christ. So you just yourself, you flow out of it progressively. It's not something that happens once and it stops. No, progressively, that becomes the journey of your life. Okay. And the Holy Spirit desires it so much. That's why himself is a dynamic spirit. We can see that the disciples themselves, they had this difficulty in growing with the Lord. He would talk and talk and talk and talk several before they start catching up with certain things. You can imagine now, you know, yesterday Jesus appeared to them and said, I'm he, you know, and he had to show them the holes in their hand, in his hands. And as them, do you have anything here to eat? They said, yes. They gave him a broiled fish. And he ate. He said, ghosts don't eat. They were still not capturing that reality. They were still battling with what we call the spirit of doubt and unbelief. Very terrible and very stubborn spirit. To keep you perpetually on the ordinary. To make the transition into the spiritual realm and begin to live based on the language and the demands of the spirit becomes so almost impossible. If not for the help of God. And he started to talk to them. The Bible said at the point he had to open their mind to, to the scriptures because their minds were still blinded. Remember 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4 says that the God of this world has blinded the eyes of many, lest they see the light of the glorious gospel and be saved. So the devil will do everything to make sure that your eyes, the eyes of your mind, will not see the light of the gospel. The knowledge of the gospel, that thing that has the capacity to convince you more and more to do the things that God demands. You understand? So the devil will keep bringing his darkness to blind your mind. So you have to exercise some kind of spiritual dimension to open their minds to the scriptures. And after that encounter, he appeared to them again. After the second encounter, Peter said, I'm tired of all this. Let me just go back to my fishing business. I think this is over now. I think he has died. He has resurrected now. Let me just go back. He was not still fully convinced or give himself. So when we talk about their disciples and the apostles, it wasn't just uh, their, their work with God. It didn't just happen, you know, at a blow. No, it was progressive. And God, in his mercy, was following them up. Peter said, I'm going fishing. They said, okay, ah, if you are the leader, you are going, for, going fishing. Let us go now. No longer thinking of the ministry that Jesus has handed over to them. Peter, you are the head of the church. A church has started and you are going fishing. We are talking about something more important. You are talking about appetite. You see, this battle is still there. The battle of appetite and the battle of doing the will of God. As we are sitting there, there are some demands God will make, from, make, make of you now. You will blandly say no. But you say, I love God with all my heart. Eh? Jesus, I love you. All I have is yours. Yours I am. Yours I want to be. Uh -huh. 
Do you really mean it? When he comes to use you to do what he wants to do, will you accept? That is actually the crux of the Christian life. Not all these other superficial things that we see, you know. That is where God is waiting for us. Are you ready to yield yourself? Swear you lose your right of self-ownership. You lose it. It's no longer you that live. It's called self-abnegation. That is where you connect with the heart of the Father. And he will invest and invest upon you his jealousy. You become like a betrothed, you know, uh, wife to him. The Bible says, your maker is your husband. Just like some of you who are married, there are things you cannot do without informing your wife or your husband. Yes, you must take permission from him. You must inform him about everything. You are under his government. You have lost your name. You are not bearing his name. Likewise too, that's how our consequence to God. And then Jesus came and met them in their frustration. And now they were fishing. The whole night they didn't, they didn't catch anything. Peter is you know, it's not easy. And still, in him not being able to catch anything, he's not he's not even perturbed. He should have understood that the game has changed. You have to be catching men, not fish again. Eventually, Jesus came. That cool guy. Guys, have you caught anything? They say we caught nothing, you know. I'm sure they were all grumbling there in the, in the boat. It's okay. Throw the net by your right side and you catch something. And they caught many fish. And when they came down, Jesus, that fish you're looking for, and you didn't catch, he has some already roasted in the fire with even bread. I think you are looking for food. I have it here. He didn't speak with his word, but by his action, he has communicated. He said, Bring some fish and have some fish here. I'm sure when they came, he said, Ah. He's around your own boat. You don't have net. How, how then did you get this fish here? It was this encounter that made Peter to leave the fish. But it could still be in your family. Maybe he's asking you, can you put more eyes on your children? But you're too busy catching fish. You're too busy looking for money. He may ask you, take your time now. I want you to put your eye in your family. Do all this or do that. But you are now said to be driven by passions that have nothing to offer. Look at his fish now. Did he get anything now? But when anybody just shows up, fish will show up. You are looking for fish. This time he shows up, fish will come. So you should have to get it right in your head. That this man, with him, everything goes well. And that's one thing about the wisdom of God. When you catch this wisdom, child of God, all this running from pillar to post, 
will be insulted. The Bible says the Lord, you know, provides for his people while they slumber. While they are sleeping, he's working out things for them. And so when they go out, things just start falling in place. Because you are not in alignment with them. It's not easy. It's quite difficult. It will demand a lot from us. But that's the will of God. They say the way to the life, the word is crooked. And only very few on that. But the way to destruction, the way to destruction, he said, the very wide are many on that part. I have made a decision so many years ago. It cannot be easy. I will follow the Lord. It is difficult. And so as we are still enjoying the grace of the Easter time, do not move with the Holy Spirit. Listen to the voice of God in your And allow the Lord to take you to where He wants you to be part time. This year, have you asked God where you want me to be? I'm not where you should be. To ask the Lord, the Lord in this moment, to touch our hearts again, and to touch our consciousness, to truly desire Him with all our hearts, with all our souls, with all our strength, through Christ.